0: Welcome to Eat, Capture, Share, the podcast for food bloggers and food photographers who want to earn an income doing what they love. My name is Kimberly. I'm your host. Episode 18. Welcome back, everybody, to the Eat, Capture, Share podcast. My name is Kimberly Espinel. I'm a food photographer, food photography teacher, and the author of the Amazon best-selling book, creative food photography, and a creative business mentor for food photographers and food bloggers just like you. And today I'm going to be talking about how to find and attract better food photography clients. It's one of the questions I get asked about the most and I've done a couple of episodes already on this topic, namely episode 62, which is about finding clients, and then also episode 67, which is about finding clients Perhaps from a little bit more of a broader perspective, both of those are really, really popular episodes. And so if you're stuck finding and attracting clients, I would definitely recommend tuning into those and I will link to them in the show notes. I did a little kind of mini Instagram story on this topic, and I know that so many of you found it helpful. So I wanted to elaborate on what I already shared on Instagram stories and delve a little bit deeper into this whole issue about finding and attracting clients. So I really look at finding and attracting clients as a process that consists of different parts. And so what's important is for you to understand what part of that process isn't working for you. Because once you know what's not working, of course, that's when you can address it, right? So that's really what I want to do today, because I don't feel it just is about getting clients and then it's done. There's a lot of different steps and stages involved. So I wanted to kind of unpick that today. So very self-explanatory, the very first part of getting more clients is them finding you and you attracting them. So I call that like acquisition, how you acquire new clients. That's that part. And a lot of that has to do with your visibility and also your marketing. And you'll know that that's the part you need to work on if you're not getting any inquiries or not getting very many. And so if that's you, then you know, this is the first part of the process that you really need to double down on, understand, unpick and improve. Let me rewind a little bit. I think a lot of people think that their photography has to be of a certain caliber for them to attract clients. So not until they have learned all the food styling techniques and all the artificial light, and they've been shooting for at least two years, can they start getting clients and or their photography is the most amazing photography. And it's only then that they can work for clients. And if they're not getting clients, it's because they haven't studied artificial light, or their composition isn't right, or what have you. And I actually don't think that's the case at all. Sure, it definitely helps if you're a really, really talented, incredibly good photographer with lots of experience, most certainly, but it's actually not so much about that. And, and also I've seen a lot of photographers who, you know, perhaps into my liking or from my perspective, their styling isn't amazing or, you know, they don't know how to work artificial light. I'm also not an artificial light expert, but they're still landing lots of clients. So if it were just about your photography needing to be of a certain caliber or standard, then photographers like Those that I just mentioned wouldn't get any clients, but many of them do. So I think it's not so much about how good you are, it's more about whether the type of photography you are creating is a type of photography that is sought after, desired, and needed by your ideal client. And so there's two parts here to that that I again want to dive a little bit deeper into. So the first part is you need to understand and know who your ideal customer is a lot of my mentees actually get stuck there so they're not always when we start working together then not always clear who they actually want to work with, like what their ideal client looks like. And so if you don't know who you're trying to attract, it's hard to create the right kind of content to attract those clients. They just said, I want better paying clients or amazing clients, Well, what does that actually look like? And your definition of an amazing client may be completely, totally different to mine. So you need to understand who your ideal customer is. And then, and that's the second part, create content that they will want and they, will find attractive. So that is a really important part. Then the second part, of course, is how are you ensuring that your ideal client and customer can actually find you? Are you marketing in the right places? So for me, for example, for my photography clients, I have my blog, I have Pinterest, I have Instagram. So I know that those are the places where my ideal food photography clients hang out. And so that's where I pour my energy into. So my question would be, are you marketing and presenting your work in the right places? Are you presenting your work in enough places? Different places? And are you presenting your work often enough? So, if you're posting on Instagram, and I'm just going to use Instagram as an example because I know many of you are there. If you're posting just once or twice a week, you know, it's going to be harder for clients to find you if you're not using the right hashtags. It's going to be harder for clients to find you. If you're not thinking about SEO on Instagram, it's going to be harder for your clients to find you. So all of that I would put under marketing, you know, how you're marketing, how often you're marketing and where you're marketing. And so if you're not attracting clients, these are the areas that you need to focus on, that you need to understand, that you need to improve, and you need to work on. Now, the second part of the process of finding clients is what I would call onboarding and closing. So let's just say you're getting inquiries, and there's a client or their clients who are contacting you and saying, Hey, I saw your work. I really love it. Please send me your rate card. So you've got the visibility, you've acquired them like that. First step has happened. And then you may send them your rate card, or I don't know what your process is, and then it's crickets. And so if that is happening to you, or there is some back and forth, for example, but you're not managing to get them to sign on the dotted line and to agree to work with you and to pay your deposit or to pay in full or whatever arrangement you've got, then you know it's that second part of the process that you really need to fine-tune. So that could mean having better and clearer systems and processes as how you manage and deal with inquiries as they come in. It's something that I addressed in the mentoring session with Elise, I think two episodes ago, so I'll link to that in the show notes as well. We really delved deep into You know, what's your communication with your clients? How are you sending your rate card? Are you sending your rate card? What kind of an experience are you offering your clients? So maybe there's something there. I think where a lot of you are getting stuck in that first place thinking that your your photography isn't good enough and you need to practice 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 and have 5 years under your belt before you can find clients and if you don't get clients you think it's because you know your photography isn't great a lot of people are getting stuck there here with the onboarding process what i notice is that a lot of people are getting stuck with the fact that they didn't come back to me because my prices were too high or they didn't want to pay me what i want and so a lot of you are kind of getting stuck in that And what that's doing, it's not allowing you to see that there could be a whole host of other reasons why the client has decided not to take the next step forward. For one, and this is something I discuss and work with with my uh, mentoring clients, is the prospect or the, the client who's inquired may have forgotten or they may have misplaced your email or your email may have gone to their spam. Like you don't know where they may have had some sort of tragic incident in their family or fallen ill. Or you just don't know. So what's really important is not to make assumptions and just follow up and check in. So the follow-up process is a really, really, really important one. And sometimes I notice that some of you get nervous about following up and you don't want to bother the client or, you know, and that's really an area to work on. Maybe also the information you sent through wasn't clear or the value that you're offering for the price that you're quoting isn't clear to the client. And also, I think you have to understand that For some of them, like especially if you're starting out and you're attracting a mom and pop shop who've just opened a cafe or restaurant and they might be on a tight budget and so hiring a photographer does feel like a big scary thing. So jumping on a call sometimes can be super helpful to reassure them or to outline, you know, why working with you would be valuable versus them using their iPhone to capture badly lit shots of their pasta dishes or what have you. So, you know, just some sympathy and understanding for the client here as well. I think can be helpful. But if you're noticing that you're getting inquiries and that you're not able to close the sale and getting them to agree, then you know that there's something here in your systems and processes. There's something here in how you're communicating with your client and how clear, transparent, and easy it is to understand your process and the value you offer that may be There's something that's going awry there, and I would encourage you to really improve that part of the client process. Now, let's say that you've got really good visibility, you're really good at closing the deal and getting the clients on board. Then there's the third part of the process, which is the actual delivery. So the actual shoot, the actual Image creation for the client. And this is also, I'd say, just as important as the other two. Like this part of the system needs to be as well oiled as the others. So this is about delivering the images that the client wants, delivering the quantity of images that the client needs, delivering the images in a set time frame, your communication with the client through that process. Because Just because they've signed on the dotted line and they've paid doesn't mean that you're, you know, the the work is done. That's still important to make the client feel incredibly phenomenal, you know, for working with you. You want to give them an amazing experience. It's so important for us to remember that we're service providers, we're here to provide a beautiful, wonderful, amazing experience, a wonderful service. And not just does that mean that it feels good to you. Like, I I think if I've done a really good job, like I feel like a million dollars for making my client feel like a million dollars, right? So there's that. But then there's also the kind of business element to that where what you'd really want is for the client to come back and work with you again. And that, from just a one-off ad hoc session, it turns into a longer term relationship and a longer term contract. And I have to say the clients I love the most are the ones that I've worked with the longest. It's just wonderful. They understand how I work. I understand what they want. It's just so, so nice. And also to grow together, you know, their businesses are growing as my business is growing. It's just so wonderful rather than every time having and needing to acquire new clients because that's really exhausting and also a little nerve-wracking as you have to go through that process again and again. So, you know, that's really important. But then there's one other factor here that makes it essential that you provide an excellent customer experience. And that is what you'd really want is for them to go and tell their other restaurant friends how amazing you are. You know, word of mouth is still incredibly powerful. And it's why, for example, I can tell you stuff about my fearless focus mentoring program and you know you'll take that on board. But if you speak to somebody who's done it and they say, Oh my God, I loved it, you're gonna put so much more value to that than me, you know, blowing my own trumpet kind of thing. And it's the same here. Like if you say, I'm a fantastic food photographer, I can shoot your pasta dishes, no problem, you know, a client will be like, Okay, sounds good. But if another client client that you've already worked with tells them the exact same thing, they, it will have more weight. And so, you know, again, that's why you want to deliver an incredible, incredible experience. Now, when I recorded this for the Instagram stories, you know, it's always funny because people lose kind of focus <laughs> and interest and get bored very quickly on Instagram stories. So I couldn't cover the fourth part of the process, which I can't hear because I know you're listening in and you're tuning in and you're attentive and uh, interested. So the very last part is what I would call aftercare. So let's say you have you know, deliver the images, the client was happy, you've given them an amazing experience, they're, you know, they've got all the shots that they want. And then I think what a lot of people do, they're like, okay, that's done. Now I'm going to go back and market and, and post on Instagram and grow my Instagram. I don't know what else, you know, you're doing in terms of your marketing. When in actual fact, you're just actually leaving money on the table by not providing an aftercare service. And so for me, aftercare means that every three, perhaps every six months, you check in with your client who's already worked with you, who's loved the experience, you know, who's got amazing shots from that process and just say, hey, remember me, we worked together so so many months ago, I was just wondering if you need any further images or, you know, if I can be of service again in any sort of way, you're much more likely to strike gold there. Then going through the process of finding a brand new client and taking them from that acquisition, onboarding, you know, delivery phase, all again from the beginning. I'm not suggesting that isn't important. I'm not suggesting you need to be doing that consistently, but not to the expense of that aftercare piece of connecting with a client you've already worked with. Because statistically, you're much more likely to get hired again by a client who is happy with their experience with you than to be hired by somebody completely new. So, you know, we always have to double down and focus in on what's working. And so if they've already worked with you and they had a great experience, the likelihood of success and another booking there is much higher than you pursuing something new. Right. I hope this was helpful, I hope there's some food for thought here and some ideas that you can turn into action and turn into something practical and real and really make a start for transforming your food photography business and taking it to the next level. Now, I don't think I mentioned this but I did mention it on Instagram stories, the Fearless focus program the mastermind and mentoring program is fully booked for this year i'll still pop details to it in the show notes if in case you want to join the waiting list and be informed when it opens again in the new year In the interim, what I would recommend is to check out my Instagram and blogging business masterclass. It's a four hour masterclass where I talk about finding clients through your blog and finding clients through Instagram, what strategies to use to get and attract the right kind of clients. So if you don't want to wait until next year to continue to learn from me and Or you want to test out and see what I'm like as a teacher before you invest in in something big like the mastermind, then I would definitely recommend checking that out. I will put a link to that in the show notes. And I'll also put a link in the show notes to my rate card template, which is specifically for those of you who want to do quote unquote influencer work. So you want to work with brands on Instagram and promote and sell their products and that kind of thing. So I have a really beautiful template and a video that goes with that so i'll pop a link to that in the show notes as well great i think that's it i will be back super soon with a couple of interview episodes so not short solo ones like this one but where i have a guest in talking about more business stuff and until then stay well before i leave you i wanted to say thank you so so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed the podcast I also wanted to let you know that this podcast was brought to you by my Eat, Capture, Share newsletter community, and I'd love for you to join. I will pop the details on how you can join my creative community in the show notes, so do go and check it out. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, it means so much if you can rate, review, and subscribe. All those things will help the podcast to grow and to reach the right audience. Um, yeah, you'd kind of make my day. Alright, see you soon. Take care.